Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. Today, we are talking about how to give feedback the human-friendly way. So many of the leaders I work with, even the experienced ones, get apprehensive and feel awkward when they have to give feedback to some of their people. And of course, we're particularly talking about the difficult feedback, you know, the feedback that you go, oh, I'm not sure how that will end. So today I'm giving you 11 tips and some things to remember before you get going on the feedback. So let's take a deep breath and dive in. So it's review time. IDP, PDPs, I don't know what they're called in your companies, but they're often called something P, development processes, the annual reviews, the half-year reviews, the times where you've got to give some feedback to the people in your team, to your direct reports. And, oh, you know, there's one or two people that you feel a little bit apprehensive about the conversations, you feel a little bit nervous and you know you've got to give them this feedback, maybe you've even given it before and um, you're not sure how it's going to land. So let's dive into the 11 tips of how you can give feedback the human-friendly way. And why do I say human-friendly? Well, because a lot of these things like giving feedback have sometimes become a little bit too process orientated because yes, there is a process and probably some stuff you have to fill in to get the half year review and definitely the annual review on the system, whatever system you're using. And that's not an excuse not to be a normal human being because here's the thing, the more the more it appears to be a process and you're you know, doing it step by step and being formulaic about it, the more people feel done to. At the end of the day, we're looking for a real conversation with another human being. We want to be seen and appreciated. And if we're seen and appreciated, it's much easier to take in the feedback that's coming our way. So let's go. Tip number one. Tip number one is actually don't wait till the annual review or the half year review because when it comes to giving feedback, when it comes to review time, there should be absolutely no surprises. Feedback should be given throughout the year because it should be timely. It should be relevant and so that people can remember what you're talking about. It doesn't help that you clog it or what often happens, people go, well, you know, I need to give this person this feedback. And then I ask them, well, do you have some examples? And like they, they sort of rag their brains and try to find examples and have to dig back into things. Don't do that. You have to give feedback regularly 
annual reviews or mid-year reviews are a time to sum it up, to put the feedback in context and to create planning steps and to talk about what that means to have dialogue, but around the feedback data that's already been given in a timely fashion. So tip number two is make your feedback detailed and specific. So what did you see? What did you hear? What did you experience that had you make those conclusions? You know what people often say, well, you're not so engaged or you're very defensive. You have to get a lot more detailed and specific than that because when you just share the conclusions, it doesn't work. And this makes me think of um, math class back in school. And you know how, I don't know how it works now, but we at least did it by hand when I went to school and, you know, we would calculate things and the teacher would always want to see the workings. In Danish, we call it melmreining, um, uh, but you want to see the workings of how you got to the final number, not just the final number. Because they want to understand your thinking behind it because sometimes the final conclusion is wrong, but the way you were thinking about it was right and that you could still get points for. And it's a little bit the same with feedback. Make sure you shared how you got to the conclusion. You know, it was the way that you show up late for meetings, you know, about three minutes late each time. It's the way when we ask you, have you got anything to say? And then you're just quiet and you don't say anything and you crush your arms. That's what makes us the conclusion that you're not interested in being a team player. You know, really share the details of what it is that makes you that conclusion or gives you that conclusion because then the other person, first of all, has a chance to understand what their behavior is like and they could rectify it. Um, And second of all, they could perhaps correct your conclusion. Perhaps there is misunderstandings, which, as we know, happens a lot with human beings. So share the detail. And this requires you, of course, as a leader, to pay attention to the detail. So you want to pay attention to, what was it that made me come to that judgment? What was it that made me think that? And then remember, as Point Wine said, you got to give it in a timely fashion. Give it quickly. If not that day, the day after, latest two days later. Don't hold it. Tip number three. If you're feeling the ick about giving the feedback, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't feel good about giving this feedback, well, then you need to shift yourself and how you feel before you give the feedback because if you feel that way if you feel crumply in your stomach about it well the the receiver will feel it so you really have to ask yourself is this truly helpful feedback I'm giving if it's truly something that will help your direct report to grow and to develop then it's worth them receiving it I mean we would all say I'm sure you would say this wouldn't you That if someone, if you're a leader or someone else, had some feedback they could give you that would really help you grow and develop into the next level, and if they said it with a good intention, wouldn't you want to hear it? So if you're feeling the ick, really ask yourself, do I I really have a positive intention with sharing this? And is it really helpful? And if it's not really helpful, shift it. 
So it becomes really helpful. Which part of this feedback is actually useful? You might have to re- um, sort of pretend that you're on the receiving end of this feedback and see what would be a useful way to get it. Number four is remember that when you give feedback, people are likely to get triggered. So they might get defensive or they might go on their attack. So some people get very silent or some people get very loud. Either way, if it's unexpected feedback or feedback that's hard to hear, very likely there's lots of stuff going on in their mind. Their mind will get very active. And what happens in that situation when we get triggered and our mind gets very active is, our hearing diminishes. So the person on the receiving end of the feedback will likely not hear exactly what it is that you're saying. So you want to check in with the person and go, you know, what did you hear? What are you taking away from this? What do you think the action points are here? Keep checking the other person's understanding. Even if you have done all the preparation work in the world and you have got the exact brilliant words to explain your feedback succinctly, the other person might hear something different, right? We don't always hear what someone intends to say. And so keep checking in. Make sure it's a dialogue, not a serial monologue of you giving feedback. Tip number five is that it's much, much easier to give development feedback when you can put it in the context of where people want to go and what they're interested in, both in terms of their current role, but also in terms of the longer longer term perspectives. So if you know more about what are people's ambition level, what are they excited about, where do they want to go, what really floats the boat, it's much easier to then give them some feedback and go, well, if you work on that, that will really help you with moving towards that thing or without doing something about that, then it's quite tricky to get to the places you want to do, you go to. Tip number six is that, remember, people might have heard this feedback before, particularly if you have experienced team members. Some people come to me and they're like, yeah, I've been told this before. You know, when we debrief your 360, for example, they go, yeah, yeah, I get told this. And then they dismiss it because they don't really understand it and then don't really know what to do with it. And it's your job to help them make sense of this feedback, get practical, get specific as we already talk about, and really dig into the mindset stuff. So what is it that they're hearing? What is it that makes it hard to act on? Make sure that you get practical around this and figure out what you know, not just, hey, here's what you're not good at, but actually, what would it look like in your version? I talked in a, an earlier podcast episode about, you know, so many leaders get feed, feedback about, you know, you, you need to have more gravitas. And, um, uh, and often it comes with, you need to be more like, you know, you need to be more like Peter over there. And they go, well, I'm nothing like Peter. How could I be like Peter? It's not helpful, be like that person. But it's more helpful to go, well, what might gravitas look like in the person or how might that show up? What are some specific examples? And again, this does mean that you have to work harder as a leader to make the feedback useful. Tip number seven. It's really important to remember that even if the person you're giving feedback, even if a direct report seems to not really hear what you're saying, 
no one intends to be difficult or to be change resistant. But a lot of the change resistance or a lot of the resistance to taking in feedback is not even rational. It's unconscious. It often feels like we're a bit under attack. You know, the more we know that someone appreciates us, the easier it is to take when they when they tell us something that we might need to do differently or we might need to work on. So just remember that even if you get a harsh reaction back, it doesn't mean that they don't want to take it on board. It might just be their initial reaction and it might take them a moment to figure out actually what do we need to do with it. So this brings me to point number eight is it's not your job as a leader to figure out, you know, all the answers for how this shifts or to be the mindset coach for what's the unconscious block. But it is your job to bring this into dialogue. And so if someone is blocked or someone has a strong reaction, it's your job to not just, you know, ignore it. It might be that you need to give the person a bit of time. So maybe, you know, that day you leave it. But it's your job to make sure there's a dialogue that unfolds around development areas. Tip number nine, follow up is key. So this is the point. Don't just leave it. Feedback and reviews are not one-time conversations and, you know, document filled and filed kind of thing. And then we're done. Tick box. Yippee. I'm done. You want to get curious. I've talked about this many times that unless you're really curious about your people, it's very hard to be a good people leader because how can you figure out what motivates them, how you can help them thrive, how you can help them strengthen the areas that are, that are stuck for them or where they're weaker? How can you help them if you're not genuinely interested in who they are as human beings? So make sure you schedule follow-ups and it depends on the situation and the person, how and when and what. But just make sure that you do have conversations where you talk development and not just conversations where you talk task. I often say to people, you know, make the first five or 10 minutes of a meeting. So if you have a half an hour, uh, one-to-one meeting, you know, just set the iPhone for the first five or 10 minutes and that's development time and then go into task. If you start to task, there's always more tasks than there is time and you just won't get to the development conversation. Tip number 10, when your direct report doesn't do what you agreed, don't get mad about it. Don't go beat yourself up either and go, oh, you know, I got it wrong. And don't beat your direct report up that they didn't get it. Get curious, right? Back to curiosity. Work on it together. Ask what got in the way. Or I thought we had this kind of conversation. What did you take from it? And what's happened since? And why has, it doesn't seem like anything has happened. Did I miss something? Maybe something did happen. You know, check in with them. And tip number 11, most importantly, be normal. We crave realness. The more it feels like just another conversation, the better for both of you, the better the chances that the person won't get their defenses up and they can actually hear what you're saying when it just feels like a normal conversation. So that's the 11 tips. Now let me leave you with a few things to remember. Before you give feedback, ask yourself, why? Why am I giving this feedback? What's the intended purpose of this conversation? And what's the ideal outcome of this conversation? What 
would I like to happen as a result of this conversation? Going with a positive end in mind. And positive doesn't mean, hey, we're all really happy. Positive means it moves, it moves to something that grows and develops us and strengthens our relationship, me and my direct report. Because at the end of the day, that's what you want from your relationship with your direct reports. You want the relationship to grow and strengthen and you want them to grow and develop. Make sure to make it a conversation. It's not a monologue delivery service. So keep checking in, keep asking them how they're doing and what they're hearing and be real, be normal, be human. And if you get muddled up and you get confused about how to deliver the feedback, imagine it's you on the other side of the conversation and think about how would you want it? How would you want to receive it? Get detailed, get specific, get useful, practical, break it down and make sure that you shift your own emotional state before you give the feedback. Get yourself into a good state so that you feel really good. Yes, it's okay to be a little bit nervous about having the conversation, but you want to feel really good about giving the feedback and set yourself an intention for how you want it to be. Most importantly, actually, how do you want to show up in that conversation? I suggest be present and listen deeply. And then as you follow up in the conversation and during the conversation, make sure you also plan for the follow-up. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and colleagues. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening, as it will help other people find the podcast. If you don't want to miss another episode, do subscribe here and head over to nominatan.com and sign up for my email list too. Now take a breath. Because no matter how busy we are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.